Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm a transformational leader and an instigator of joy and I help light leaders amplify their light using human design, professional coaching, mindfulness, meditation, and a little bit of magic. And you guys, I am in it. What is it though? I don't even know. It's like a transformation. It's a rebirth. It's a thing. And I'm sharing this with you because a lot of people seem to be in it right now. And this conversation with my friend, Amy White, a conversation, well, not the same conversation, but we do this every month to show you how to prepare for the next month, how to experience ease as we go through the transformations that each month brings us. And mm, this conversation has helped me so much. I've been experiencing dis-ease and it's been dis-ease in my physical body. It's been in my sinuses. It's been a cough. It's been just over five weeks now of feeling dis-ease. And after talking to Amy, I have experienced more ease and that doesn't mean I'm all better yet. Hopefully it means the end is, is, is coming, but I've, I've talked about this before that and this sounds so cliche, but pain, emotional pain, physical pain, it's all part of the human experience. It's wait, it's part of the experience of every being. It's part of the earth school experience. This is absolutely positively not limited to humans and suffering. Suffering is a choice. Suffering comes from resistance. Suffering of course is natural. Resistance is natural. We don't want things to change. We don't want to be knocked on our butts. And yet we are again, either physically or emotionally. It happens again and again and again. And each time we're invited to, well, maybe it's surrender. Maybe it's learn a lesson. Maybe it's find the joy in the experience. It depends on that experience, or maybe they're all the same. I don't know. I know nothing. Like I said, I'm in it, but here's what I do know. And here's one of the things that has come away from this conversation with Amy, honestly, so much, so much like bubbled up after talking to her and it all bubbled up and out. So I can't tell you, (laughs) I can't tell you all the things I've learned in the past few days. Uh, Nope. I was going to try and tell you one thing, but I can't because yeah, it like came up to be released and then poof, it was released. There was no longer any energy. There was no longer any words for it. It was just gone. But here's one little tidbit I do want to share with you. And I had to write this down because again, it had poofed away. That's a new term, by the way, poofed. Okay. So the concept of self-care, that term can kind of trigger me because I think it, I'm not on social media anymore, so I don't know these things. But when I was, I saw people using the term self-care to mean like getting a manicure, taking a bubble bath, getting a massage. Those things are fantastic. And I never view, have viewed them as self-care. I've also heard people say self-care is taking care of yourself as you would take care of others. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Also important. It is very important to love yourself first. And you've heard me talking about this before. We need to love ourselves before we can love other people. And 
that taking care of myself before taking care of others, that's not my obstacle. (laughs) I have the gate of actually, I call it the, I do it myself gate. And it is the one, the gift that tells me that not even tells me it is my inner knowing that I take care of myself before I take care of others. It is the, the thing that lets me know I have to take care of myself in all the ways before I take care of others. So again, that's not my obstacle. Historically, self-care to me has meant it's actually meant those things. It's meant like every morning, every damn day I meditate. That is self-care. It's I take care of myself by what I put in my body, noticing what I put in my body by really trying to honor and take care of my sleep. These things are self-care to me doing the work. And by the work, I mean like seeing, seeing my shadows, working through those, releasing trauma, being emotionally aware, writing out my emotions, living my design. That has always meant self-care to me. And after this conversation with Amy, one thing was kind of directly related to the conversation and another that was a sneaky little thing that came up and, oh, it's, it's been a journey. This whole thing has been a journey. Like I said, I am in it. Okay. So, and let's, okay. Let's just say in it, it is the sacred pause. I am in the sacred pause and my soul loves it. And my human is still kicking and screaming and just wants to go ride bikes and go play. The first new definition of self-care that I have is it's listening to the whispers of my body. And I know I've talked about this before. I've no written blog posts about it before, but there's a, like being brave enough to really, truly listen to my body and notice, notice what, what's coming from my head, you know, noticing what's coming from my head and my fear, noticing what's coming from other people's beliefs that actually aren't mine at all. And then noticing what my body really, truly wants. And noticing when that's completely different from everything I've ever been taught, all of that. Okay. That's the first one. And then the other one, that sneaky little one is and I say in this episode, I start saying that I don't resonate with people pleasing. And then I just called myself a liar and started giggling because that was so false. We all people please in some ways. I don't do it in the traditional way because as I said, I tend to take care of myself first. Like I will get up and meditate super early if I have to because that is so important to me. It is so important to me to remember. And I, I have learned this, by the way, through experience. It is so important to me to remind myself that my energy is sacred before I engage with other people's energy. Excuse me. So here's the second piece of (laughs) self-care. Self-care is the, the way I wrote it down to remind myself is showing up as myself. Duh. Okay. Let's look at this though those relationships 
that we manage where we we change how we show up we maybe pull back a bit we maybe like constrict you know how our bodies come in when it's cold so maybe our shoulders hunch up and you know our arms come across our our chest to keep ourselves warm essentially where we we constrict we shrink ourselves we put up walls and they might even be like teeny tiny walls but all because we don't want to trigger the other person the things we do in our lives to not trigger other people and this doesn't have to be like dancing around eggshells because someone's going to scream at you if you do some something a certain way or say a certain thing it can be like it can be so small but how are you not showing up as your true, authentic, bright, shiny, sparkly self, powerful self in all of your truth, in all of your surrender, in all of your openness. How are you not softening and opening in all of your relationships? And then in the relationships where you do feel like you can't be your true self, what needs to happen to get there? Where do you need to remember this simple truth that what someone else says is about them and what you hear is about you? Where do you need to come back to yourself and say, that's okay. I love you. Where do you need to come back to this center so that you can love that other person, that, that triggered person, that person who is triggered by your very existence. Where can you and how can you come back to yourself, your truth, be brave enough to be soft and open with that person and know that their response, their trigger has nothing to do with you. It is not your job to protect them from their trigger. It's, all, it's also not your job to trigger them necessarily. Where can you soften into pure love? And I guess this does come back to really, truly loving yourself, loving yourself first so that you can come to this space of really, truly loving them. So if you are in it right now, if you are in a sacred pause, if you are getting your booty just knocked around by the universe right now, hey, I'm right there with you. And I don't know where we're going. I know we can come up with so many analogies. It's like the caterpillar and the chrysalis. It's like, I actually heard my, my friend Patty Lennon say this today, when the butterfly emerges from the chrysalis, it's beautiful. It's all butterfly-like. And P.S. I like the word flutterby better than butterfly. It makes more sense to me. But anyway, so the butterfly emerges from the chrysalis and its wings are wet. So it has to like sit there in this stillness as the wind dries its wings so it can fly away. So no matter what part of it you feel like you're in right now, and maybe you have no idea and you maybe you're just craving the knowledge of when is this ending? Do I have just like one more week? I found myself doing that. Okay. We're at, 
five weeks. If it's six weeks, cool. I can do another week. I can do, you know, just one week at a time. I can do this, but we crave, of course, like how much longer? I have no idea. I have no idea. And I know this is an invitation for every single one of us. And if you are listening to this and you're like, "Mm, this doesn't resonate with me at all. I'm not in the sacred pause. Awesome. Keep going. Keep going, doing whatever you're doing. Just rock on. You're amazing. Keep shining and sparkling and moving your dreams forward. I'm here to go first and then guide you through, through it afterwards. So I'll be here when you're ready because there will be sacred pauses in your life. That is the earth school experience. It is all the earth school experience. So I hope you enjoy this update with Amy. I hope it resonates with you. I hope it changes your life, frankly. And I love you so much. You're amazing. You are a miracle. You are here to change the world in your own super unique way. And I am so grateful for you. I love you. Go forth and be awesome. Amy, we're here. Hello. Hello. Once again, getting ready for November energy. And here we are both like very much in it. Oh, big time in it. (laughs) Yes. Going early as usual. Yeah. I'm actually wondering, is that, is that why we're doing this? Are we doing this because we're here to be like, Hey, so this is what, like, we're here to go early. So here we are to guide you through what's next. Totally. Totally. I mean, if you think about, you know, the, um, expeditions of, you know, the early U S history, right. And they always sent someone out ahead to Mm -hmm. scope it out, come back, hopefully <laughs> come back, you know, and share what was learned. Yeah, we're Here, the here's, yeah. Here's a pitfall. You know, here's a dangerous area. Here's a beautiful peak. Here's a, here's a, here's a, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, there are, there is a huge group of us on this planet right now that are, are acting as scouts, Yeah, you know, which, which feels both, you know, empowering and pretty darn hard when you realize that that the experiences you're going through are hard to hard to be resonant with others who haven't yet felt the you know the the impact of the energy there's i i don't know if there is for you but for me there's a loneliness in it completely completely yeah absolutely absolutely and i think too you know because of the the, the way society is and the way we've likely been conditioned. Um, it's also very challenging to talk about it, you know, because it is so, and I would say we, we have a hard time putting it into words, you know, as we're going through it, which I think is again, why we do it a little earlier than others so that we can articulate the feelings, you know, that other people may be experiencing in words that can be heard. Yeah. 
super yeah. powerful. And I tend to like when I'm in it to even as I'm getting clarity, the clarity comes into my body or the clarity, like sometimes it'll come in in pictures, but yeah, not words. Yeah. Yeah. Not words until literally I'm guiding someone else through it. And I'm like, oh, and that's where like all the clarity comes in for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, so. it's magical though. It's it magical. Like this process is really magical. And you know, we've talked about this before, this idea of balancing the human and soul experience, you know, it also from a human experience can be really, really hard, really challenging to go through it. You know, it's both, you know, it's that that's, it's where the magic is. And, and yet it's also, you know, I don't want to deny that for my own journey, that it can really feel hard and challenging. Yeah. Absolutely. And there are times like right now. So my human is like, okay, enough of this. I would like to feel better, please. My soul is like, this is perfect. This is all perfect. It's like having a little party. Is that what's going on for you too? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. My soul is just, she, and she's just smiling, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like this idea and not that I was doing anything wrong or got off my path, but it's just this feeling of like, I've been waiting for you. You know, my soul, she's, she's like, I've been waiting for you to get here and good. And I would wait, I would waited five more minutes for you to get here. If that's what it took, you know, it's so loving and so nurturing, you know, and she's just open arms when, when you're ready, I'm here. And I feel like that, what you said too, you haven't gotten, you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't Mm -hmm. fall out of alignment Mm -hmm. because we, so we have this cultural thing of, Oh, what did you do wrong to get there? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And there's so much, I mean, in, 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 I, you know, this is not a judgment on any belief system, but there's so much belief system, especially in the space of spirituality of, of like, just think happy thoughts. And if you think happy thoughts, everything's going to be happy. And, and I mean, that is a truth, but it's also not the whole picture, you know, that we, we are here to, we are here to experience the contrast in whatever way it shows up for us, because that's where we, that's where we learn. That's where we evolve, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we can't, you know, and then we can't blame ourselves when contrast shows up because, oh, I must not have been thinking happy enough thoughts or, you know, pointing, writing my ship, you know, over and over again. It's like, no, you do that. And this, and, you know, writing your ship, thinking happy thoughts makes your reality feel really great. And that's okay. As long as you're not denying any aspect of yourself, you know, as we talked about that human soul in the same moment, you know, if we're only focused on our soul experience or what we believe our soul experience should be, then we're denying the human side of us. And the human side of us is super important. We wouldn't be here in these life experiences if we could get this level of evolution, this level of transformation by floating around the non-physical. We wouldn't be here, you know? 
it's, 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 it's supposed to be messy and boy, messy is a hard one of per, for me personally, ugh, show my messiness. It's like, ugh. but we are here to be messy. We, and our soul wants us to be messy. Amy, didn't you literally write a book about your messiness? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did, but that was, I didn't say I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And, you know, it's kind of like what we were talking about pre-recording. It's like, okay, I got the messiness out of the way. Now it's all good. Right. And now the messiness shows up again. And it's like, holy crow, Mm -hmm. man, messy again. And my, you know, my inner being, my soul is just like messy, always baby, messy, always embrace it. You know, that resistance, the resistance that I have about the messiness causes a lot of cycles for me, the energy cycles that I don't need to be wasting. This is, you know, yeah, benefit. This is that resistance piece. Um, This is my lesson this week. Oh, totally. It's like. (laughs) soften again, allow what is come back into what is. And I, I, maybe I'm not, I keep thinking I'm going to write a blog post about this, but that doesn't light me up. So I'm just going to tell the story again. Um, so earlier this week I was swimming. I just went back to masters. So background for everyone who may not know, I've been coughing for a month and not feeling my best. And I went back to masters in practice and I'm in practice feeling like grumpy. My chest feels burny and like, Oh, and at the same time accepting that. Okay. Okay. I just, I can't go as fast as I want to right now. And I finally, well, I thought I had finally accepted it and intellectually I had accepted it. And then my coach asked me, how are you doing today? I was like, my lung capacity isn't where I want it to be right now. He said, that's okay. And it was those two words. Mm-hmm that's okay. That allowed me, I was like, yes, that's okay. And that allowed me to soften in and my whole body relaxed. I was like, yes, Mm -hmm. it's okay. It is okay. And then after practice, I got my car, the podcast I'd been listening to starts up again. And it's this conversation with this former Buddhist nun. And literally the words out of her mouth were, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but she said, there's a Jedi mind trick that we can do when we truly accept what is we stop resisting the unknown. We stop resisting what we don't like. We allow what is, and then we find ourselves in the place of possible. I'm like, <laughs> okay, thank you. I think I've already le- learned this lesson at least a million times in my life, but I just need to share this story again. Cause every time I share it again, I learn it again. <laughs> I soften again. And maybe somebody listening is learning it again. <laughs> Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I asked you if you'd be willing this time to channel a little something for me before we get into what the collective needs to hear. Yeah. And you yeah. so lovingly and generously said yes. Well, it's funny. The greater consciousness is just standing there laughing a little bit with love, with love, because they're, they're saying, and and what they were already giving me 
when you asked me to do this. Um, and now they're saying, she's already heard the message. Because what they, what they wanted to say, what they were going to say, and what they are going to say. I'm already got truth tears. Is, is, yeah. is that, and, and this is, there's a little fine tuning for you. You understand that you're in resistance, which is keeping you in, a, in the cycle, right? It's not, it's not keeping you from healing. They want you to know that. The healing is happening on a timeline that is, is the timeline. Your body is so wise. Your body knows exactly what it's doing. But, but the resistance, the stories about this that are being that you're creating, and we all do this, not just you, but in this case, what you're creating is, is making it feel a lot harder than it needs to be, you know, and, and they're agreeing with everything you just said, because when you are able to release the resistance, and here's the interesting thing for you, because you are fine-tuned, finely tuned because you have such deep awareness the resistance is hiding super covertly in the stories you're telling yourself even in the story of self-care and the reason i know <laughs> and the reason why and where and the reason where it's it's being covert is that <clears throat> in what you're doing to take care of yourself, all very beautiful things. There's still this hook or this, this wobble that you have to, mm. that you have to. It's like, I'm doing all the things and I'm doing it lovingly and you are. Don't for a minute believe that you're not. But that little bit of wobble under the surface, that just it's like you have this part, this aspect of you that's arms are crossed and you're like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> Hopefully I can say that on your part. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, they're, that's what they're, but that's what they're showing me. And so for you, it's, it's not about changing anything. It's just about being aware of where you might still be arms crossed and digging your heels in a little bit to the having to go through this at all. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There is a big, Oh, it's not a big part. Apparently it's a lot of little parts that say this is bullshit and it has come out quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And so again, it, 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 there's nothing that you need to do just to, to turn your awareness to it mm -hmm. and see, like call yourself on it just a little bit with love and care. You know, when you hear that little quiet voice in your head that says, I am taking care of myself, damn it. You know, and it should be enough to heal this. The two are separate. You know, the Buddhists say often that, that you know, struggle is only caused by our thinking, our expectations. And so you can choose however, however long this takes to unfold. And they're not portending that it, you're going to be living with this forever or that it's going to fix itself overnight. But they're saying you get to choose 
grace and space, ease and flow, or a little bump, 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 bumpy ride. You know, think about riding your bike over rumble strips. You know, it's that. So it's not huge. You're not hitting speed bumps, but it's just enough of that wobbly vibration that it keeps you spinning, spinning, spinning. And it doesn't give you grace and space to allow for what is here. And the huge transformation that's available for you. And you can't miss it, you know, but you can really embody it. Mm. That, that, that's here for you right now through this. That all, the, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> thank you. Yeah, you got this. <sighs> You know, one of the, one of the things you said on them, I think this was probably in June or July, you know, when we were also both really going through some stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, you Mm -hmm. told us all that we could release trauma by simply seeing it and basically releasing it, just allowing it to release with ease. And that was like perhaps the most helpful thing you've ever said to me and said to all of us, I'm just me. So I'm only speaking for me. <laughs> um, but as you say, what, what you just shared that like find the spots where I'm crossing my arms and saying, this is fucking bullshit. Then can I just release those? Yeah. Because once you see it, you then have a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. You know, because otherwise what we do, and we all do this, is we tell a really good story. I'm doing all the things. Yeah. I'm doing all the things. There's a bit of yeah. that, like, I'm a good girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't resonate with like, huh, well, that was going to be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who's going to say that? What? I was going to say, I don't resonate with people pleasing. I don't as much as other people, <laughs> but <laughs> oh my goodness, of course I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like a trying to please myself. Like yeah. it's like, I look, Kelsey, look universe. I'm doing a good job. I'm doing a good job of taking care of me. Aren't you yeah. Proud? It's a, it's a little bit of a gamification. It's like, you know how to play the game and what's expected. Okay. So we talked, we talked about this pre-recording. It's like, if I do a plus B, I'm going to get C, Yeah. you know, except that we're not in that, we, we don't live in that time and space anymore. And we haven't for a long time, but I think right now in this present time that we're in more so than ever in the history of any being who has lived, you know, in a physical form, A plus B absolutely does not, and probably never will again equal C, but we play that game. How did that lesson, that idea get so deeply ingrained in us? Because I'm someone who like, I have seen time and time and time again, that it doesn't add up. 
I have seen that I love the surprises and that the universe always comes through with the surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And yet there's a part of me that falls back into, well, I did this and this, therefore this. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, you know, in, 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 it, it makes logical sense if you think about it. I mean, all of the ways, all of the patterns that we have individually and as a collective came out of, were, were born out of necessity. There were times in history where A plus B had to equal C to keep us alive, to feed our families, to, 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 you know, whatever the things might be. But over time, you know, just like any belief system, any belief system, it, it, it doesn't serve any longer, but we grasp to it because it's what we know. And we have to really, I mean, we have to give ourselves grace and space around this as well, but many of us, all of us at some points in time, don't even question it. You know, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Like there could be a different way of looking at this because it's so ingrained. I mean, then this stuff is ancestral and it's root chakra, it's survival. You know, most of the patterns that we, that we cling super tight to are about survival at some level in our, in our belief system. And so that's, that's kind of like branching out into the collective here, you know, there's a whole there's a whole contradictory energy right now of, between those who are clinging to the survival process and beliefs and those that have sort of thrown their hands up and went, okay, I know I have no control, but I don't know where the hell I am then, um, which, is, which is amping all of this up for all of us, whether we pr- we've pre- whether we've pre-tried, <laughs> we've gotten our pre-trial of the energy or not, right? It's pretty interesting. And I'm seeing it in my own experience as well. Yeah. How is it showing up for you? Well, it's showing up in, in that, you know, suddenly many of the things that I thought were resolved, that I lessons I thought had been learned, um, People that I thought were, you know, gone and, and relationships healed are all up for uh, revisiting um, and not in easy, gentle ways. Like it's been a pretty rocky road for me. And I think even as I'm saying this out loud, there's, there's a little bit of that crossing my arms and digging my heels in and saying, well, I've done this. I did this work. I did this work. You know, what the hell? I did this work. And we were talking about it pre-recording and I, and I, and I want to share this again, because I think it's so interesting and important. You know, we talk a lot about when lessons come back around, we'll just use the word lesson loosely, you know, and opportunities to look at some things and our experience that may not be our truth come back around. We tend to, to, to go like, why am I here again? Like, how did I get back here? You know, and we love to tell the story of, oh, it's just to do another layer of this to uncover another layer. And, and that's not untrue. You know, there are layers and layers. I mean, our, our experiences are like an onion, you know, layer upon layer upon layer. We just keep peeling it back. But, you know, one of the things that the greater consciousness has said 
so many times over the last couple of years to me, and I've shared it out with so many different communities and audiences is that they call humans hoarders, you know, and we tend to hoard, we tend to hoard beliefs and emotions and people and places and experiences. And we put them in our little red flyer wagons and we drag them around with us. And at some point it gets heavy. And at some point we sit down and go, okay, I need to unpack this wagon. And so we look at the things and we say, oh, right. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. I'm ready to release this. I'm ready to release this belief. I'm ready to release this person. And we do. And our wagons are lighter and we kind of strut away, you know, feeling really good about being able to let go of some things that we know don't serve us. But here's the thing about hoarders. Hoarders have a tendency to go back around and pick through what they've gotten rid of and maybe find the pieces and parts, the little bits of those things they let go of that really they're not ready to let go. And so they take those pieces and parts and they put them back in their wagon. And, you know, as I'm saying this, the greater consciousness is showing me kind of like a mosaic, right? It's pieces, it's shards. And so because our minds are so wonderfully intelligent, our mind says, our ego says, oh, I let it go. You know, this little piece, nothing, it's not gonna, that's good. I can have this little piece. But eventually as we're walking and dragging our wagons, we realize she it's heavy again. And we look in the wagon and we're, and we're like, what? what, why is this here? Why is this back? Because we're co-creators of our evolutionary experiences. We own part of it. It's not the universe circling back around on its own and saying, you didn't learn this full lesson, so we're going to give it to you again. It's, it's that creation, that co-creation of us not ready to let go of aspects of the things that we thought we were ready to let go of and that layered approach to understanding ourselves more in a deeper way, in a more conscious way, in a more compassionate way. It's, that, it's this and, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a, as big of this and as any this and that the greater consciousness has ever shared. Because when we take ownership of our parts of this, not from a judgment perspective, not because we've done anything wrong, but then we can't point our fingers outward, whether it's at the universe going, you know, gosh, darn it, universe again, or, you know, blaming that experience or those people or those places, you know, as part of it. But we kind of have to look in the mirror and go, oh crap, I own all of, I mean, this is mine. You know, I know we've talked about personal responsibility on your podcast before, and this is really the ultimate uh, in acknowledging the personal responsibility that we have in our own evolution. And, And again, the greater consciousness is like, this isn't, there's nothing wrong here. This is part of the process. This is part of being human and soul in the same moments. And so now, you, now that we know it, or now that we can acknowledge it, then we can look at it just a little bit differently. And maybe we give ourselves grace and space to say, I know this person, this relationship, 
doesn't serve me. I know that holding on to the memories of this relationship don't serve me, but there's a part of me that isn't ready to let it go for whatever reason. And then the dialogue is, because it's not crossing our arms and digging our heels in and saying not letting it go. The dialogue is, you know, universe, source, God, Fred, love. Show me what parts of this are still connected to me and help me to love on myself more or, or as much as I'm capable to, 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 to finally be ready to let that go. You know, it's just, it's such a different way of being with all of this. And, and that's, that really is the energy of November. We're kind of doing it a little bit backwards as we're talking about it, but you know, the energy of November is give yourself some grace and space, give yourself a break. The, 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 there's the, over the last couple of weeks, there's been a tipping point and, and the tipping point is a large number, a large amount of the collective is just done holding on so tightly to what they thought this was going to be, their lives, their journeys, the world around them. And in that release, it's sort of this collective like surrender, yes, but this also this collective like, okay, I know I can't hold, I, I just can't hold tightly anymore, but then where does that leave me? If all of the things that I thought are not really reality anymore for me. What is reality? And just like A plus B isn't going to equal C for us anymore. It's it's that it's that on a bigger, you know, level because the collective energy is all kind of in some ways fallen to our knees and been like uh, I just don't know where I am right now. And so what what do you do with that? Grace and space, loving kindness, like that is it. And, and it's very interesting too in the timing, because as we're coming into the holiday season, whatever holidays they might be, so many triggers, so much um, busy, busy, go, go, to-do lists and all of the things. The greater consciousness says, you know, the energy really from the beginning of now, uh, from now, from, from beginning of November until the end of the year, it is going to speed up. It does every year. This isn't a 2021 thing. It is because the collective speeds the energy up. So here we are. We're in this space, perhaps of surrender, perhaps of bardo, <laughs> the bardoist of bardos, as the greater consciousness has been saying. And we know that this is coming, the speeding up of time, these things that we're going to perhaps, you know, experience. And so what better time to give ourselves grace and space to fine tune some of that so that we're pre-paving our way between now and the end of the year. Cause it's like Halloween, a whoosh, a bright light, and we're all cheersing, you know, happy new year. Yeah. Um, and so how do we do that? How do we do that? And that's really the question 
that the greater consciousness is putting on us to say, because it's so individual, it's so unique, knowing that we're in this collective space of release, knowing that we've got some things that perhaps will trigger us, or if nothing else, put a lot more on our plate over the next eight weeks, how do we give ourselves grace and space, cut ourselves some slack, give ourselves a break in the most loving and kind way we can so that as we move through this time, we're, we're doing it, honoring ourselves as best as we can, as often as we can. It's really powerful invitation. Can we talk more about that phrase, giving yourself a break? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of people respond to that as like, yeah, okay. So I'm going to give myself a break. I'm going to give myself a night off from cooking dinner. I'm going to give myself a week off from working out. I'm going to like it. They interpret it more as a physical break, mm-hmm. which may be very beneficial. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. at various, everything's individual. But how else can we give ourselves a break? Is it changing the self-talk? Is it like, yeah. where is it loosening the grip? Well, I think the big things, you know, right now are in the space of judgment and obligation, you know? And so as we come into contact with the, you know, the ways that we're feeling, where is their judgment? How are we judging ourselves? Because that judgment is that self-talk, that, that, that critic voice that comes in, I mean, that is more than any physical exhaustion we can experience. That emotional exhaustion caused by the free running audio tape of judgment in our mind, if we can't acknowledge, if we choose to not acknowledge and then give ourselves space from those judgments, we, we, are, we are going to experience this in a much bumpier way, you know, for sure, because the energy is there and it's palpable for that. Yeah. And the timing, as you say, that is really interesting because this last week I have helped so many people transform their inner critics. Mm-hmm. This has never come up in this quantity, in this intensity for the people I work with. Like, yeah. you know, might do it a couple times a year as yeah. opposed to like 30 times this week. Yeah. It's so there it's there. It's ripe for us to look at and it's hard. And, you know, I've talked about this a lot over the last probably four or five, six months is the thing about our judgment voice is that it sounds like us. It yeah. comes in in our voice. And so our, the way that our brain is wired, it's, if we're not really aware of it, if we're not actually hearing it, we're just on autoplay, it, it, it can really run the show. And when we are aware of it, we can go, huh, is that my truth? Is that my truth? You know, and, and especially in, in, in for the end of the year time, right, the holiday time, but in, in all time, you know, the greater consciousness says as humans, we do a lot of shooting all over ourselves. 
I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should show up for this. I should act this way. I should be this way. I should, 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 should. And, and even if, if nothing else, when we start to hear should as part of our inner dialogue, it's like, okay, there's just something to, to be aware of because shoulds they're, they're straight out the mouth of the critic, straight out the mouth of the critic. Our inner beings, they don't should us. Our inner beings say, hey, there's an easier way to do this. Ooh, saying no would feel good. You know, telling that critic to shut up would feel good. Resonant, not good in a good or bad way, but, but in alignment, you know, and that's, that's a practice that, hey, we, none of us really have any mirroring of that. We don't have a lot of conditioning of how to do that. You know, we have from very young ages, most of us accepted these beliefs as our own because we didn't have other points of reference. And just like we were talking about earlier, it's like we, if we, we sometimes just do things and don't even realize that there's other ways to do them. So mm-hmm. just the virtue of questioning without judgment, you know, and, and I, and we may have talked about this on your podcast before, but I totally am in love with Byron Katie's The Work. And, and her, if you do nothing with the work, except, you know, the first question, is this my truth? You know, and the second question, can I be absolutely sure this is my truth? Like those two questions, when we really are conscious and, and in connection with what we're hearing in our inner dialogue, and we can say, is that the truth? And then can we be up? Can I be absolutely sure that's my truth? It's a game changer because nine times out of 10, it isn't our truth. And then it opens the door for us to explore if we feel called what is, but honestly, the greater consciousness is saying, you don't even have to explore what is the truth to be able to say, not my truth, not my truth. And that is an ultimate, give yourself a break. Right. You just have to be able to say, not this. You don't have to know what the this is. Mm-mm. Because when you're not this, when you, when you say not this, then it makes room for this, whatever this is, mm-hmm. to show itself. You know, and it, then it's like, ah, oh, oh my goodness. I never considered that. I never looked at it that way. How do we say not this without resistance? That is a good question. But I, but I think that the biggest piece of it is we can't go into any kind of process like this, gamifying it, like we talked about before. Okay, so if I do this and I shut the critic up and I get through all of this, then things are going to be easier. Well, when we go into anything like that, then it's going to, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to give us the outcome that we really desire. So we have to come to it with an open heart that says, I might not feel ready to do this, but I know, I know that I'm being called to do this. My soul is pulling me towards a deeper understanding of this. And as many times as I can, and as many moments as I can, I'm going to enter into it open-handed 
and open-hearted. You know, I love this idea of, you know, saying to the universe, God, love, source, Fred, show me, show me. But we have to be in a place of, of, of being receptive to it, you know, and we have to enter into it with the desire to really be receptive and not just ticking things off our box because it's going to get us to some new level of enlightenment. And I feel like that receptivity is only there when there's no fear. I think you can feel fear and still be open to receptivity, right? There's a, there's something that the greater consciousness says all the time, which is, can you be open to the possibility of being receptive? So not even, you're not even making the leap to be receptive. Can you be open to the possibility of being receptive without judgment, Mm. without clinging? Yes. So I, I like the word clinging better than fear. That's yeah. Yeah. You know, there's some truth to feel the fear and do it anyway. There, I mean, that's just every day kind of. Yeah. And, and, and it's a, and, and when we are able to do that, when we're able to push our comfort zone like that, we're reorganizing the universe around us. I just listened to a really beautiful podcast from a teacher that I adore named Tosha Silver. And Tosha was saying, and especially now being in Scorpio season and, you know, in, in Venus and Mars having such prominent imprints on the energy around us. And if you're not into astrology, you don't need to be to, to hear this, that when we are able to come into contact with ourselves and honor ourselves in this process of exploration and, and really turn it over to the divine, you know, we're not meant to do this alone. Even if from a physical perspective, we don't feel like we've got support around us. I mean, there's just so much support for this. And we wouldn't even be having this conversation if we weren't ready to start to look at the possibilities of this. But but one of the things Tosha said in her call this week was the energy is so prime for us to find one thing every day to push our comfort zone. This doesn't have to be jumping out of an airplane unless that's something that's on our minds and hearts, but it's something, it's doing something, it's finishing something that we've been putting off. It's having a conversation that we have been not comfortable with having. It's, it's those types of things. One little thing a day, it could be moving your silverware drawer from one side of the kitchen to the other. Something that, you know, that feels like we're pushing our comfort zone. And if we do that every day for the next 30 days, what, what happens to us is magic, but not magic in the rabbit out of a hat way. It's sacred because in that we're actually reorganizing our belief systems in a physical way. It's powerful. I call that seeking the holy shit moments and recognizing that 
a holy shit moment can be jumping out of a plane and it can be moving your silverware drawer to the other side of the room totally also i so love that you brought tosha tosha silver in because i got this really strong voice today that was like reread outrageous openness and it's not your money two books by tosha silver that i've read like 10 plus times and i was like huh why? I feel like I, I feel like it would be boring because I've read them so many times. Well, and I love using outrageous <clears throat> openness um, uh, as sort of an oracle, right? Pull it off my bookshelf, yeah. open it up and whatever message is there, it's like, damn, that's what I do. Spot too. On. I, I also recommend for any non-specific manifestors, people who are non-specific manifestors, ask me if there's a book about non-specific manifesting. No, there is not. But outrageous openness is the closest there is. Yeah. 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 She's she's fabulous. I love Tosha so much. Oh, thanks for, you know, serving the universe, doing exactly <laughs> what you were supposed to do right now. <laughs> She actually wrote the blurb on the front of my book. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> Fancy. Um, do you know Byron and Katie in person, by the way? I have met Byron Katie, but I don't have a, any kind of relationship with her. Yeah. Okay. I just feel like, yeah. that, like yeah. a really strong feeling like, oh, you know each other. Yeah. she's. I've seen her at Spirit Rock in the Bay Area a number of times and at other conferences. I mean, her her, you know, she was such a forerunner in the space of looking at our stories and belief systems in a way that, that, you know, is non-judgmental and, and helps bring clarity, Yeah, you know? And I think it really, for me, you know, I'm a, I'm a recovering type A personality, project management, professional, blah, blah. So lists and tasks and things that I can do work, work, um, workbooks, like those kinds of things work so well for me, right? Because it gives me a structure to do the exploration that might feel more like trying to eat the elephant in one bite, (laughs) you know? And so, yeah, I will tout Byron Katie's work, the work, always and always because it's it's such I I revisit it my own self you know even in the is that true can I absolutely be sure that that's true because like I said nine times out of ten I'm not absolutely sure that's true I'm not even sure how that belief came into my experience yet here it is and not only is it here but holy crap if I haven't been using it as the springboard to, to make choices in my life I'm, and not even being aware of it in some, in some cases. I find So first of all, I think it's funny the way you just described yourself. Yeah. That's your gate four. Um, <laughs> and then I also, I love the way Martha Beck talks about Byron Katie's work. So if you love just hearing all the personal examples, which I do, I'm all for, don't tell me how to do things, but show me how you've used it. I just Mm -hmm. love the way Martha explains it. And I can't Mm -hmm. remember if it was written in her latest book, the way of integrity, or if it's, um, or if I've just heard her talk about it, but I'm not sure, but that book is also on my list. Oh, it's a good one. 
Yeah. That's a good one. I confess that this was part of me when I read that book, it was part of me realizing that I really prefer the stories. So I had also heard her on a ton of podcasts. I kind of binge Martha podcast, (laughs) Um, but I, anytime where she's kind of saying like, telling you how to do it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she gets to a client blah, 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 and I'm like, all right, I'm in again. Or yeah. like me, yeah, tell me about you. Tell me about the real humans. That's, yeah. That just sticks better in my Completely. brain, in my body. Completely. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Mm. So good. Oh, is there anything else we need to hear right now, Amy? I feel like this is a big, this is a big time for all of us. Yeah. I think the biggest message that I'll, that, that you know, coming from the greater consciousness, they want to be really clear about is that what we're feeling is real. This, this feeling of loss, this feeling of loss of control, perhaps this feeling of loss of identity, this feeling of wandering the barren landscape and not knowing where the hell we're supposed to be going it's real and it's real on a collective level. And so there's nothing going wrong here. This is part of the transformational process. It's an invitation to explore. It's an invitation to dig ourselves, you know, in our hands in the muck a little bit and see what treasures are there, but that it will shift as it always does, you know, and, and there's something that's very comforting as they're making me feel this, to know that this is a collective experience as much as it's an individual experience. Because we have a tendency, bring, you know, read judgment, <laughs> uh, to judge it and say, well, nothing's really going on in my life that I should be feeling this way. Like if I look around, everything seems about the same. And yet there's this, there's this recalibration that's happening under the surface that, that, is what's bubbling up these feelings and emotions, even if we can't put specific experiences to them yet. It didn't, I think you said, I think it was before we were recording that the cells in my body are currently being rearranged. And I, I literally, I know it sounds crazy, but I literally feel it. Yeah. And I think it's happening. I think it's happening on a collective level as well. Mm -hmm. You know, whether we know it or not, whether we're conscious of it or not. You know, I mean, it's not, it won't be a surprise to anyone listening to say we are in the midst of the biggest collective transformation of all, of all life, of all life as we know it. And as we think we know it, and as we thought we knew it, and we we won't signed up for this. Yeah. And we won't be the same on the other side, just like we're not the same today as we were a month ago, six Mm -hmm. months ago, a year ago. You know, we are in this, it, the, 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 the only constant, right, is this evolution that's happening. You know, it's like change is the constant and it is. So we can stand it with arms crossed and heels dug in and go along with it because this is transformation and I don't have a choice. Or we can find that grace and space. We can give ourselves a break and say, doesn't have to be a leap off the cliff and wait for the net to appear. 
you know, can I be open to the possibility that transformation can happen with more ease and flow and grace? Can I be open to the possibility that I can release my grasp on those things I'm still holding so tightly to, to allow something that's even more aligned for me. Now, I want you to know that in this process of translating that, I wanted to say, so something better can come. And the greater consciousness was like, no, for something that's more aligned. Something that's more aligned, better aligned. That's what we're being set up for. Which makes perfect sense because we are moving into the new paradigm where alignment, not that alignment doesn't already lead to ease, but that's what's, that's what's coming. Well, and it's what's here, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's almost like um, it's, you know, backwards engineering a little bit. It's like, it's here and now we have to find our way there as opposed to something that's coming. You know, we're not, there's nothing that we're waiting for. This is about, you know, we've talked about this before on your podcast. It's the, it's all about coming home to ourselves and reclaiming the truth, capital T truth of who we are. We're already that truth. It's, it's just, we just haven't clicked in. We haven't clicked into the pedals. We haven't clicked into that, that deeper connection with the knowing that, but it's already, we're already there and we've been from the moment we took our first breath in this human experience. It's, it's, it's really sacred and really magical in such beautiful ways. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have to say one thing before I ask people, ask you where people can find you. At one point, so we started this podcast and you had streams of sunlight coming in across your body. <clears throat> and then at one point, just the way you were sitting. So your sweatshirt has been saying salt water heels, salt water heels, salt water heels. I I've seen this shirt before, so I know <laughs> what it says, but at one point the, like the light moved and it, everything and you moved. And so it was very clear. Salt water, it like it focused on the everything. So it was salt yeah. water heels. Everything. Every. <laughs> oh, if you've been doubting, oh yes, yeah, hot water heals, but not this. No, everything. everything. And everything heals. Yeah. Everybody yeah. heals. Yeah. And our set points, our set point in our human body is healing. Mm-hmm. It's health. It that's our set point. And we tend to think that we have to do all of these things to get there. Mm-hmm. But it's really getting out of our own way and allowing this freaking, absolutely intelligent machine that carries us around day in and day out to do what it's programmed to do. That just reminded me of, you know, the lesson that I've learned again and again and again. So when I had pneumonia in 2015, which was an eight week um, experience for me. And it came off to back-to-back stress fractures. So it was a, it was a really challenging year, but when I had pneumonia, I also had the biggest blister I've ever had, which I've been told is not actually a blister because it was open. I bled through my shoe. And in that first month of pneumonia, my foot healed completely. 
And I was so in awe of my body. My body, it was just like, I remember writing the magic of a month. In a month, in four weeks, my foot had healed completely. And Mm. when we watch the wisdom of our body, when we listen to the wisdom of our body, it is healing us all the time. All the time. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we have been conditioned and that's, that, that's not an overstatement to believe that we, that our bodies don't know. So we need to do this and we need to do that. And we need to put this in it and put that in it. And, but what happens is, is that when we can sort of move beyond some of the deeper beliefs and traumatic beliefs that we're carrying with us. And we can really, like I said, get out of the way. And it's not always, it's, and it's not about perfection and really allow our bodies to do what they're, what they know how to do. It's, it's, there's nothing that can stop it from returning to its set point. Yeah. I love you. Thank you, you so much. Uh, website, all the things, please. Ready yes. to go. Okay. Amywhite.co is uh where all of the information resides so i am also on instagram at mz amy white and on facebook at amy white medium thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you i love being here love love having you here Thank you so much for listening. If that episode resonated with you, please share it with all your people. Share it on social media. Share it with anyone you think needs to hear this message. And if you are inspired to do so, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. Thank you so much. If you want to learn more about Amy and how to work with her, head to amywhite.co. Also, she'll be back here in a month to do the December update and We've been doing this for a while. So scroll through episodes of the Find Your Awesome podcast to listen to if you if you're one of those people who's like, wait, was it accurate for October? Go listen to the October update. And because I kind of like the the validation after a month. So head back there. You can scroll back through months and months and months of our episodes together. So learn more about Amy at Amy Watt. Excuse me. Learn more about Amy at amywhite.co. And if you want to learn how to work with me, head to kelseyabbott.com. That's where you can book a human design reading, a private session, a partner reading, all sorts of things. Join my meditation library, get my core class, just poke around, play on your own over there. And I'll see you next week here on the Find Your Awesome podcast. I love you. Go forth and be awesome.